I'm Tim Goodman, the Chronicle's television critic. And I'm Joe Garofoli, the Chronicle's media writer. And you are listening to a... Chronicle Podcast. I love you. Me too. <laughs> Welcome to the 36th Tim Goodman's TV Talk Machine podcast. 36 as in, uh, I guess, Merton Hanks. Or Jerome Bettis, the bus. Yeah. You think that's... No one, no no one, one knows. No one knows, no one knows either of those guys, probably. <laughs> We're just showing our age. Well, we do that a lot lately on showing our age. We are in the 36th, and uh, you know what? We're gonna, we just decided seconds ago, I and mean, by we, of course, I mean question boy, Joe Garofoli. Welcome. It's great to be here. I'm sure it is. Great to be here alone with you. I know. know? We don't get really question uh, No chicks in here. (laughs) Big sausage party in here again. (laughs) Oh, God. I thought we weren't going to go there. It's like within two minutes. Uh, And Benny, welcome back, Benny. It's been a two-week layoff. Yeah, it seems like longer, doesn't it? Yes. It's almost, it seems like listening to a podcast. That's how long it seems like. (laughs) (laughs) A two-parter at that. A two-parter. But we have decided... To get right to it, we've got so many calls because we were off the air for two weeks and we got tons of letters. Uh, a lot of stuff couldn't even be answered. A lot of stuff is now dated. I'm sure it won't be answered today and it won't even, even the stuff we have won't be answered. So let's get right to it with an action-packed TV Talk Machine podcast. Gojo. Jojo is concerned about lost scheduling. Wow. Why the hell did Lost switch to Thursday nights? And worse, directly against Survivor starting next week. What was ABC thinking? Why not stick to Wednesday nights? Why try and go up against Survivor? I will record everything in time shift, but won't get to Lost until maybe next weekend, or maybe the weekend or Monday. But I will make sure to skip all of the commercials in the show as payback to ABC. <laughs> Sheesh. JoJo. From? Didn't say. Didn't say. Parts unknown. Parts unknown. I like your sheesh. Sheesh. Good one in there. Good one. And payback. payback. Big payback. The big payback. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, wasn't uh, it up against a little show called uh, American Idol on Wednesdays? I, don't, I would rather do Survivor. Um, no, they, they really wanted to move it out of the way and get, get it on Thursday nights. I think it's a better fit on Thursday nights. And uh, Survivor, getting a, little, uh, getting a little gray in the goatee. Oh, yes. So uh, why not put it, on, put it on Thursdays? I think I'm, I think I'm, That's I'm a smart move. I'm smart in favor programming of it. Move. Yes, in favor of it. Next is Jacob from uh, South Korea. Wow, look at it. We're, we yes. bring it. International, International podcasting. That's the beauty of podcasting. This just in from South Korea. <laughs> Hi, Tim. I live in South Korea and download a lot of TV shows. Since the writer's strike began, the lack of new episodes has left me with a need to find other entertainment. And Korea television isn't doing the trick. Mm-hmm. I'm from San Francisco, but just recently got tuned on to your blog and podcast. The first of your suggestions that I took was Battlestar Galactica, which was phenomenal. Thank you. I just finished season three, and I'm ready for season four. But my question is this. What will they do with a show that is halfway through its last season? Will they just cancel it if the the strike goes on too long? Don't actors have other projects or things like that? Also, what will happen when other unions are up for contract negotiations? I I heard they have similar gripes. I'm enjoying your podcast. Thanks for helping me through the strike days. It's like hot stove television. Whoa, Whoa. hot stove television. Jacob, Jacob from South Korea may have coined a new term there. Well, hot stove, yeah. It's just uh, also... Hot stove television. Yeah, hot stove television. It can be our new thing, like fantasy, fantasy baseball, fantasy television. It's sweet from South Korea. That's impressive. 
two things. It's a timely uh, email because we are in. I think we're in a week that's going to end the writer strike this week during this podcast. Probably why we're talking. It's ending. Yes. By Friday, I think they will have an agreement uh, and be done and, and get back to work. Now, the big question is, what's going to happen? Can they finish episodes? Can they get a whole season in there? Well, they can definitely finish episodes. Some shows can crank it up faster than others and get them turned out, blah, blah, blah. But the unanswered question so far of anything that I've read or talked to is if the networks are going to be willing to extend the season to actually go beyond May. That's a big deal. Because if it's just going to end in May, we're not going to get that many more episodes in. So anyway, but to answer his question directly uh, about the other unions, um, it, once the writers settle, then it's just the Screen Actors Guild. And I think that the terms will be uh, good for them. I think they'll do some back-channel negotiations first. Their contract's up in June, June 30th. I think they'll get that hammered out, and we will continue and, unabated. And our shows, have, we, have they stockpiled a few episodes to, to, to uh, new episodes? So uh, when, they, when the strike is over, they can they air those. Well, they give them time to ramp up on the production of other programs. Not all of them. A lot of them have burned all through their episodes. Some have a couple left. Um, you know, there were staggered rollouts, so... Um, most of the shows have burned through their episodes. There are some who have them, and uh, uh, but then there are also new series. So I think you get a couple of weeks, two to three, four weeks, and people will have all their episodes up and running. So that's good. Right. Next is Carl from Alameda, the Isle of Alameda. The Isle of Alameda. Hello, Tim. You have may you may have heard through the grapevine in quotes, <laughs> and who doesn't? Uh, yes, uh, about this issue. About this issue, we have all been informed that broadcast TV will switch to digital in February of 2009. Yes. We also know that most of cable video today is analog, although many are offering A1 or so as a sister channel of digital. Question. Oh. Will all... Wake up. uh, Will all or most cable channels eliminate analog service come 09 and go just with digital? Please add to this issue one way or the other. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. <laughs> One last note of desperation here. I don't know where to turn, but you. Oh, that's sad. As bleak. Yes, that's if I'm the la- last resort. Yeah, get off the island. Yeah, <laughs> get, off, get off the island. Cross the bridge. Uh, you know what? Cable is not going to abandon analog, and this would be a bigger issue as we get there. Set top box converters, blah 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 blah, all that kind of stuff. But you know what? There's still going to be send. There's very few. Percentage-wise, homes that are just getting over-the-air signals, and ca- most people are still getting their stuff through cable. Uh, and cable's gonna—they are gonna switch to um, digital, but they're gonna keep some of their analog stuff, and people will be able to get it. And there will be rebates too. Well, oh, oh, the tech talk and tech talk here. coming oh, in. Here He's he getting comes. all excited. There is a lot of confusion. There's a story in the Monday paper about how people are confused about DTV, digital television. Right. If you have cable. You'll be able to get your signals no matter what. No matter what. It's only the over-the-air signals that you have to worry about. Um, For getting a, a set-top box to convert it. Right, right. If you rely, if you don't have cable, if you don't have digital satellite, if you rely solely on getting TV signals over the air, you have to have a digital converter or a digital ready set. Right. So that's so that's a cable, simplistic form right there. We got it. If Benny cable, nailed it. If you have cable, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Stop panicking. Yes. Right. <laughs> he has no one to turn but you. It's, and it, you it, have it, helped him out. I think Benny has helped him out. Yeah, yeah. or Benny has. Both of us have. We both swam in and got him. Way to go. All right. This is from Lee from Cary, North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) So what? What did you? You're like a Southern politician. Last time you. The great state of North Carolina. The gentlemen, the ladies and gentlemen (laughs) of the jury. Last. (laughs) Last 
Last time you played a banjo. Yeah. I think that was with, from <laughs> that was Tennessee. Tennessee. That was yeah. Wow. That was sort of a half-hearted Al Gore impression. <laughs> and uh, Lee says, hey, Tim, question Hello, boy, Nobby the man, and question girls various. Yes. We have none in have here. any of you watched Breaking Bad on AMC yet? Oh, yeah. If, if so, what do you think? <laughs> I fracking love it. Oh, boy. It was F-R-A-K-K-I-N-G. That's a Battlestar Galactica term. Damn, I hope there are a bunch of episodes to help us get through these dark days of unscripted TV hell. <laughs> Any word on how many BB epics we can expect. Thanks for bringing the funny, shorty robes and unrighteous anger to podcasting. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Take care, Lee. Lee in Cary, North Carolina. Yes. Uh, that's a C-A-R-Y. C-A-R-Y. In case people are unfamiliar with that. Or, or running to their maps right now. Yes, and I'm sure they are. They're Google mapping it right now. Uh, there are seven episodes of Breaking Bad, and I did review it very favorably in the Chronicle. My worry was, uh, my wor- I saw three of the seven, and my worry was three or four was that it was going to be so uncommercial. I mean, the guy is dying of lung cancer, and he's making meth. Um, that you wouldn't have the advertisers to support it for a second season. But you know what? The ratings are actually pretty good. And um, artistically, AMC is reaping the rewards of taking a chance. Let's go to another AMC question here. Yes. This is from Dave from Parts Unknown. Mr. Goodman, what is the story of the Mad Madman series on AMC? I have watched this show religiously until mm. it went off air. Right. I saw episode one last Sunday, and they said they would show subsequent episodes each night at midnight this week. But I've checked for two nights and no Madman. It was one of the best serials on TV. Why do these people pull the programs that are halfway <laughs> intelligent? Thanks for your help, Dave. Wow. You, you're bringing it today. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm you are bringing excited. it today. Very yeah. excited. Uh-huh. Uh, he's, clearly, Dave is talking about the reruns of Mad Men, because Mad Men has already had its season aired. Uh, so AMC must have promised a run of repeats that they did not deliver. Stunning. They must have run yeah. a, a, a maybe they ran one of their what film classics. What else they got to show on AMC? Like, uh, <laughs> like Singing in the Weekend Rain again or something? Yeah. We, no, they don't even have Singing in the Rain. They've got like Weekend at Bernie's and oh, Terminator. Please. It's awful. Uh, but the original programming is good. They've got two great shows. Uh, yeah, you'll catch up with it. They'll have Mad Men on there. Yeah. What else I, they got to? And it's coming back when? Yeah, it's a, it got caught up in the writer's strike, so oh. probably six months from now. Besides, I mean, I, I love Mad Men, but you can, you know. Not, not a whole lot happens. If you miss an episode, you'll, ca- you'll catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah. It, it moves a little glacial, glacially. Matt in Nashville. <laughs> okay, that's, not even a, that's not even a good banjo. It's a terrible banjo. At least last time your banjo was better than that. That was kind of like a synthesized <laughs> synth version. Do, does a garage band have a banjo sound, Benny, that we can drop in there? It does. Maybe we can put really some banjo up. in there, yeah. Uh, maybe we should do it for any red state reader, basically, for... <laughs> We're showing, we're showing our listener. Listener. Yes, listener, yes. 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 We're showing our blue state bias here. Uh, Tim, question boy, and hopefully Django. So this, no, Django's uh, done. Gone. gone. <laughs> we moved uh, on. I TV'd the Damages Marathon on FX a couple of months ago, Ooh. knowing that the writer's struck would leave me at a loss for quality TV. Yes. I still have a couple of episodes to go, but something has been driving me nuts, and I couldn't <laughs> wait to any longer to ask. Several times in the season, the script has called for a character to curse beyond the bounds of cable TV. Mm. Since it can't be said, the word is simply muted instead of bleeped. Why would FX do this? Is it this so they can re- release unedited, quote, DVDs at a later time without the restrictions of the TV censors? I'm hoping you know the answer. 
And can I get a little banjo routine from Question Boy? He asked oh, for the banjo routine. Nice, so he remembers it. Okay. <laughs> I think I lost too, too much phlegm in there for that last part. <laughs> I just think that it was just, uh, it was just, it, I don't know. It wasn't Southern enough. It wasn't. Southern man. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Southern enough. Um, yes, actually, the answer to that question is yes. They, they allow them, FX allows them to swear. Uh, and then they'll soft it out, they'll soft vocal it out, and they'll do, do a couple of takes. They can put that on the DVD, um, and sometimes in case it gets switched over. You know, Dexter, people were talking about Dexter's moving you know, next week over to uh, CBS, and uh, people forgot that uh, Dexter shot alternative scenes where the, where the F-bombs were all taken out, and they, they did it in clean dialogue, and so really they only had to edit for um, length because the content even though it's gory, kind of meshes with the gore of CSI. But anyway, yeah, if you saw the first Breaking Bad, which was actually developed by FX and they passed on it, same thing. A lot of of swear words where they just mute it. They just mute it. It's kind of interesting that way. I prefer the mute over the beep. There we go. Oh, how do I stop? Benny's sprung a leak over there. You can, and once, once again, proof positive that Benny's paying attention to everything we do. <laughs> what the that hell? Was good. That was just in time for the next letter. Yeah, good. All right, excellent. Yeah, it's a great. We'll have to uh, keep that handy. Is that from real. the South as well? Uh, no. The next person is Charles. And he, uh, he well, he, yes, he writes from El Paso, Texas. That's, you can't use a banjo for El Paso, Texas. That's more like a. What is that? That's more of a like Tex Mex. You know, Tex Mex. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Maybe an iguana's tune. Wow, good knowledge. Or maybe uh, um, Jimmy Del Gilmore. Jimmy Del Gilmore. How about that? Well, we can't get the rights to him, though, but we can get... If he's, I'm sure he's not on GarageBand. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you never know. <laughs> Charles says, since I was yelled at last time, I'm from El Paso, Texas. Oh, because he, uh, of Parts Unknown, he was yeah, one of those guys. Parts Unknown. Well, good. Wait, wait, wait to get the message, Charles, and, and, and lay it in there. What an international... We have uh, how many different states have been remembered? Three different states? North Carolina, states. South Korea... Yeah. I think some others. Yes. So, uh, with NBC airing retreads with Bionic Woman, Knight Rider, and American Gladiators, do you know who at NBC could greenlight a new My Mother the Car? Ah, clever. Clever. Yes. And you know what? They would do it. It, it would not stop. I would, ben Silverman will not be stopped by taste restrictions alone. All right. Ch- Charles has two questions here. Well, Charles, yeah, well, he, he brought, he's bringing it. He's yes. kind of, he, you know, he feels the warmth. We, we, we sort of castigated him for not yes. putting your parts in there. He's got it. We're good. Breaking Bad is my favorite new show of the season. Yes, How sir. many episodes are scheduled? Also, what kind of ratings would it take for the show to get picked up for an extended run? Damn it, Charles. Weren't you paying attention to the last email? <laughs> God! I mean, it makes me sick. <laughs> oh, actually, well, that actually just kind of mashed nicely. Yeah, we, can, we had a chance to yell at him again. <laughs> All right. Christ! All Here, right, here's, here's the wait. question. Well, no, wait. Amy, oh, answer the question. You already answered that earlier. No, I'm... Well, what if people forgot? <laughs> I was just working up a healthy stew of anger. <laughs> way to cut me off. Look, look at the cues. Oh, we're rusty. We're rusty. Normally, you would let me go on and on about that. <laughs> I was just getting, I was getting it's my so, rice. It's so uh, unlike you to be so angry. It, right? <laughs> it's a stunner, isn't it? All right, screw it. Let's move on. Here is... Uh, um, Question. No, do I even say who this is from here? What? Not even anything. It's, not, it's fraud. Uh, one two three Tom. One five three Tom. One, Whatever. One it's five like, three it's, Tom. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Goodman, 
Is it true that Seinfeld didn't really take off into legendary sitcom status until it went into reruns? False. What do you think about Comcast putting the next episode of The Wire on Monday morning on HBO On Demand? Excellent. Lastly, if you saw the preview of the next Wire episode, Snoop and Chris find Omar and a shootout ensues. Who is your money on? Mine's on Omar. Marlo, best TV villain ever? Mm, interesting. Well, that's actually timing, that. too, that was, and, and well-read. But that, um, that's, that's timely, because that episode that he just referenced ran on Sunday. This podcast will be up on Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, and you can still catch that episode on HBO. Yes. And then Sunday will be the next one. Well, as we know, well, maybe you don't know, but as we know, they got up on, uh, on Omar, but he got away. Oh, you didn't? I didn't, I didn't see that yet. Oh, sorry. I was watching that. the Super Bowl and then. Uh, Did I just ruin it for you? Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. I, just, I, know, I feel bad. I'm not I a know, spoiler guard. You know what? I, watch, I would have watched it last night, but uh, my lovely wife was watching, and you're really going to go off in this oh. in treatment. Oh, what for what? Oh, I don't know. oh I, I, uh, actually, I had oh. quote fallen asleep uh, early, after, su- <laughs> shortly after the Super Bowl, and then woke up, and and then there's uh, Gabriel Byrne um, uh, droning on. And, oh, that, uh, why would anyone so bad. want to watch someone else's therapy? I mean, done in a serious way. Danny Bonaduce, fine. Yeah, but but this. Oh. Yeah, now who? Oh, God, I don't know. What are you doing? No, oh. no, but I've got my own problems. <laughs> Those aren't issues. Oh, you've got to bring it in therapy. You can't leave it on the couch. All righty. This is uh, another Breaking Bad question. Wow. See, we've got to... This, this one's already been covered. Breaking Bad. Awesome. I loved it. Please do a discussion on TGTV. <laughs> I guess this is, the purpose of this question was to drive... Listeners to your personal blog, yes, one of I the st- 17 blogs you now run. Honestly, I stuck That's that in Steve, there. Steve, by the way. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> I, uh, I did stick that in there for a plug for my personal blog, TGTV, only because it makes Joe so happy. Yes. What was he talking about again? Breaking Bad. And on what blog? It was on uh, TGTV, Oh, interesting, yeah. Uh, ah, kidding. I'm kidding. We got a new regime at the Chronicle. Yes, and I, think, I, I think this editor might actually listen to the podcast. He might. He yes. might. We're fired. Yeah. If he does, well, we're, we we're met screwed. him earlier today. <laughs> yeah, we did actually. Nice man. Very nice man. Yeah. Extremely and, nice man. Exactly. <laughs> and handsome. Handsome. Good looking. Tall. Yeah. 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 Firm grip. He uh, confused you with someone else, though. Which he I did actually. Was that another, was good. Another, but he, you know, he apologized for that to me because I, I brought it up in a joking manner. And uh, he, he said, you're fired. Yeah. He said, uh, Tom, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I like all the work you do here. <laughs> love your work. Love you. Love your work. Because I've been a huge John Carmen fan for years. <laughs> At least he didn't call you Mick. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's true. All right, bring it. We got one the more. The last question. Before we get to the calls, yes. which are plentiful. Tim in Monterey. One of our favorites. Missing decons, he said. Yes, after enjoying the Sopranos decons, the deconstructions yep. that you do uh, so well on, on uh, just all 27 all of all your 27 blogs. All 27 blogs, right. Catching up on the wires decons and getting mentioned on the podcast for doing so. Yes, I do listen as well as read. I've come to realize that there's one whole series you've definitely missed with your decon skills. Mm-hmm. Thunderbirds. Oh, yeah. The mid-60s Brit Kids series revolving around the International Rescue Organization. I grew up in this series, and I keep coming across it on Dish Network's family channel in HD. And whenever I do come across it, I end up watching. Sure, Tony Soprano can throw, can throw a hissy fit when things don't go his way, and Omar can forget to take his shotgun out for a walk. 
but where the hell else can you see puppets in a stressful situation who actually sweat? Wow. Tim, loving life in Monterey. Loving life in Monterey. That's a great... Can, I mean, just let me just take a pause here to tell you, probably your, the, the best read message <laughs> of this podcast, maybe the last five podcasts. Thank you. Really good. I'm uh, I'm uh, thrilled to be here today. Thrilled to podcast. You really brought it. Really You're like the New York excited. Giants. You brought your A yes. game, and that was really good. Uh, oh, I love. Do you do you know Thunderbirds? No, I haven't seen Thunderbirds that. are go. Oh, puppet. It's uh, what the puppetry animation. They actually called it. Uh, oh, it's spam spacing. It's uh, it's amazing. Sweaty puppets though. Yeah, they yeah. actually the puppets actually have sweat. They actually have like little drops of sweat on them. They're all they, they're international rescue unit. You, you're a sucker for puppet shows though. You uh, love, puppet, love shows. puppet shows. And plus that one is just so creepy and freaky. And uh, I have a bunch of them. I got a bunch of the DVDs and I put them on. And uh, they're extremely violent, which is also something I like. Oh my god, that's like your dream show. Violence, yeah. violence, and puppets. puppets. Now if we could just have like uh, hot tennis chicks and short skirts, it'd be awesome. Wow, where'd that come from? Because the, the, the women's final, I'm still just excited about that, <laughs> with quotation marks. The women's tennis final. That's so great. You don't watch about low tennis? ratings? No. Really? Tennis. tennis is so no. boring to watch on television. Really? You watch golf on television, though. Sure too. I do. Oh, so it's stultifying. That's like bowling. You watch bowling on television? No. That's a blue-collar sport. No. <laughs> 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 nice. Yeah, All right, let's The get... other seven, seven listeners are gone. Let's get to okay. that call. Sir Tim, question boy, taste the angry. It tastes kind of like the sad. I get hassled if I don't write in, write or call in. There's a writer strike, Ego. Nothing new that I'm watching or really want to ask about aside from the wire, but we've got the decos for that. Would you really have me ask about American gladiators? <laughs> really? Come on. Also, in your two-parter with Django, you answered a question about scrubs, which was almost identical the one I called in before the holidays. <laughs> Much less, I was mocked for being a Scrubs fan on No Mocking Curve last week. Sir Tim, <laughs> a man has got to have a code. No doubt. Just like Omar, George D. back. George D. from the 415. <laughs> George D. is back. George, <laughs> George, George, he, just, he sounds alarmingly... Um, uh, I, I, uh, what's the word? I guess he's not very scary. He doesn't... No. He doesn't, even as angry, he is not scary at all. He doesn't strike that fear chord that no. Omar strikes. He's about as uh, scary as a Scrubs fan. Oh, why do no. you... I, Scrubs is good. Why you, George... Uh, it's true. We've given George some grief. Remember we yelled at him for not calling in in the previous week? We hadn't answered his call. And we then are, we, and then we, we answered people. a question that was exactly like one from, <laughs> right. uh, from a previous one. Yeah. But he did not sound threatening. No. He sounded like a, uh, a nice guy. Yeah. Why don't we have him in here to be a uh, question boy? Like no. a no, no, no. You know, no it's got it's only it's got with the question girl format. Because then, then if you get the question boy format going, and then you got to get the man, and the, like somebody's gonna want to be the Manny. Somebody's gonna be like wanting like a working the knobs I contest. Guess Manny. <laughs> yeah, I guess Manny. Working the knobs contest. <laughs> wow, wow. a lot of possibilities. <laughs> Just saying, let I ain't let that one sit right yeah. there. No offense to George G. We'd love to have him in and yes. for a chat. I think he's actually at school in. Uh, here's my good knowledge, George uh, George Georgetown. Does George go from the four one five go to Georgetown? I'm, I think you get does. really. Yeah, I think I read that somewhere. Maybe on one of the blogs. <laughs> maybe on your. Maybe on TGTV. You read that. Maybe. Good <laughs> point. All right. Hello, Mr. Goodman, uh, Question Boy, and uh, Nobby. My name is Chris Woodard. Uh, I come from Berkeley. Just got back from your talk with John Carroll and found it uh, a very entertaining evening. But uh, I had to say, 
This was the first time I'd ever had a good look at what uh, you looked like, and you bared more than a passing resemblance to uh, Thomas McCarthy, who plays the character of Scott Templeton on The Wire. So I inadvertently found myself thinking throughout the evening, you know, should I really believe anything that uh, he's saying? Uh, he kind of has a history uh, as a character on the show of lying, and you just looked and almost kind of sounded a lot like him. So it'd be, uh, you know, Raquel Welch, really? Did, did you get a photo? Yeah. So there's the comment of that. And as for my question, uh, in the Q&A this evening, you said uh, at some point, don't get me started on John from Cincinnati. Uh, well, I guess my question is less a question and more a request uh, please get started on John from Cincinnati. I, I, I think people would be interested in hearing your opinion slash venting. Thank you very much, and uh, that's that's about it. Not look at that. He actually came out to the John Carroll event that John and I put on. This, uh, this man actually spent money to hear you talk, where he could do it for free here, here at the podcast, right? Yeah. But it's but it's. I told you, I I promised that I would actually be smarter and uh, answer better questions at the, if you, for the paid event. I really don't bring it here. I don't. There's no prep work here. I'm really bringing <laughs> my. Noticed. I'm bringing my D game <laughs> to the podcast. Wow, I look like Scotty. Scotty that from is, uh, that is brilliant. I love yeah, that. The pl- the plagiarizer <laughs> hack monster from the fake or fake or fictional Baltimore Sun character on uh, the Wire. Oh my God, that's that's. I thought he was going to say Conan O'Brien, but th- that is excellent. I like that. That was okay. back when I actually had the when I wore my hair longer. It, I was sort of right. like separated at birth with Conan, although he's taller and funnier. Yeah, and he makes a lot more money. Uh, well, thank you for coming out for that. Uh, I appreciate that. And the Raquel Welch thing was a reference to the fact that when one of my first press tours, uh, I went to a party and I was the first one there, and the and the first celebrity who showed up was Raquel Welch, and we were like hanging out. So, and uh, a perfect opportunity to say that Raquel Welch, who stars this week, God, there's a lot kinds of symmetry here. She stars this week. In, uh, t- uh, she, if you've probably already seen it, aired on Monday, a new uh, CBS sitcom, Welcome to the Captain, uh, which I reviewed on Monday in the Chronicle, just for symmetry. But, yes, Raquel Welch, as we say, still getting it done. <laughs> still getting it done. I think she may be past cougar stage, but she could still be. Oh, I th- I, she's got to be grandmothered into. Grandmothered into the yes, cougar stage? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's, she's yeah. hot as can be. Cougar uh, Hall of Fame there, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cougar Hall of Fame. First ballot. She's just, whoo, first <laughs> Cougar Hall of Fame, first ballot. No question. Raquel Welch, still getting it done. Uh, yeah, and John from Cincinnati. It's just, look, I can't even speak. I'm apoplectic with anger. Worse than in treatment for you? Uh, it's not worse than in treatment. It was, just, it was just HBO screwing with Deadwood because they allowed David Miltz to make his pet project. And it was, actually what it was was HBO was acting like a parent who couldn't say no to one of its gifted children, uh, even though that child wanted to, you know, burn the house down. Oh, sure, you're good with matches. Go ahead. So... Milch being able to go out and make John from Cincinnati, you know, it just really damaged HBO. It screwed up Deadwood. It alienated a lot of people. And John from Cincinnati sucked. And the reason it sucked was Milch didn't know what he was doing. He did. They they didn't give HBO a working, you know, and script or, or, or an idea. And it was totally nebulous. They just said, sure, go for it. Right. So they needed to be more accountable to their uh, viewers, their paying customers. Yes. Uh, and it's one thing to be. Uh, to reward creativity, it's another to they should know they should have known better that Milch couldn't do and, that. And they pissed away a golden uh, handoff time slot there. Oh you know, yeah, right? and it's they, just, they you know they and it was a disaster and it didn't work. And you know what? In treatment's not going to work either. I'm angry now. <laughs> oh, good for you. All right, another call. Hi, uh, my name is Jackie, and I'd like to know whatever happened to that great show, The Riches. 
is it ever going to have a season two? Thanks. Nice call from Jackie. Yes. And uh, uh, Riches is coming back for a second season. They filmed seven episodes, and then it was strike-shortened, so they will finish the season. They'll probably get right back into production quickly, quickly, quickly. It's going to come back to FX probably in April is my guess. Dirt comes back first, and then the richest, uh, and I, I, I love it. I can't wait for it to come back. Hey, Tim and crew. It's Paul from the 925, more specifically the hill, the bastard stepchild of the creek. Pleasant I have a couple of quick questions. Tim, I have been reading you since the examiner days, and I would love to hear your comparison of life at the examiner compared to life at the chronicle. Uh, second, where the hell can I find Hogan's Heroes? Been searching and searching and searching to no avail. Any help you can provide on that front would be much appreciated. Third, if Survivor Man and Man vs. Wild had a showdown in the street, who would win? <laughs> uh, love the podcast. They keep BART rides exciting, and they are keeping me awake as I drive to meet my family up in Tahoe here on a Saturday night. Nice. Peace. Wow. From the hill. From the hill. You had to, <laughs> you had to, you had to remind me what that was. Pleasant That's Hill. Yeah. Pleasant Hill. Pleasant Hill. I wonder if he lives anywhere near Upper Happy Valley Road. That, that is my uh, favorite street in the whole world. Yes. Because you wouldn't want to live on Lower Happy Valley Road. It's got to be Upper Happy Valley Road. So hopefully he's in that area. That may not be the hill technically, but it's very close. I think that's close. Lafayette. Oh. Lafayette, yes. The FET. <laughs> wow, long time reader. Uh, the difference between the Chronicle and Examiner would probably get me fired right now <laughs> under new management. Watch your, yeah, watch yourself. <laughs> watch what I say. Self, I've, I've got pinning uh, self-censorship buttons on myself. You know what? The, I, I loved my Examiner days back when it was a real newspaper and not run you know, from some out-of-towner billionaire. Billionaire. Uh, it, it was a great time. Phil Bronstein hired me there and let me get away with a lot of stuff. And uh, that's kind of was my springboard to the Chronicle and uh, loved my days there. We were the perpetual underdog and we had a great time doing it. Uh, and the other thing was Survivor Man versus... Versus Man versus Wild. Uh, I think I got to go Survivor Man if there's a, yeah. a battle in the street. The great Les Stroud. Yeah, yes. got to go with Survivor Man. Don't you think? Yeah, I love that show. It's that very, reminds very me of the... Yeah, and it reminds me of the, the Deadwood uh, Season 3 uh, Battle in the Streets. The muddy Battle in the Streets. That's, that's exactly kind of what it would be, right? Where a man loses an eye. Yeah. Where you drop two guys dropped in the middle of nowhere with a the, with the camera. Yes, exactly. Mount it and beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> I think we answered all those questions, right? Yes. Oh, no. We, uh, oh. Where can you find Hogan's Heroes? Oh, of course, Hogan's as Heroes. I know, one of my favorite shows of all yeah, time. Yeah, so of course, you and I, we know a lot of secrets yes. about Hogan's yes, Heroes. Yes. Which the, we, the Bob Crane, Bob Dole controversy, which we'll explain <laughs> on a later podcast. The, the connection that only you could come up with. Yes. Um, I th- yeah, I think they pulled it off TV Land because it, you, they, they, they rotate shows in TV Land. So it's off there. I, I know it's on um, DVD. I would say try... Uh, two things. I would go to tvshowsondvd.com to see if any more shows are coming out. And then I would check mevmeevee.com to see if anybody's airing it maybe on a digital platform. <laughs> you know where else you can find it? It's probably one of the Chronicle Union parties. They, uh, the other night, the, someone was uh, auctioning it off old DVDs for a gift, and someone got the, like, the season two of the Rockford Files. Yeah, it's pro- that probably came from my stack. Somebody <laughs> stole it. Was it, it was it Union? It was our Union? I'm sure it did come out of my pile. <laughs> Those thieving bastards. Now, well, I, I, yeah, I get all that stuff. Oh, well, breaking news. What are you going to do with that? I'm going to 
give it to kids. <laughs> give it to. There's a lot of those that do good. Yes. Most uh, the lion, the lion's share of those do go to kids. But I think yes, there was one go to charity. for a laugh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. Hi, this is uh, Jeremy from Portland. Uh, I'm the guy who made the frozen dinner call, which you've been talking about. It's kind of intimidating for me to think up another question for you because uh, how much you raved over the first one. It's going to be stage fright. I, I did want to say that if you guys like that call, uh, you might want to check out the podcast, uh, Guys with Feelings. Uh, I am a semi-regular on this comedy podcast, and as a bonus, the co-host is married to a vice president of the FX Network who works on The Shield and The Riches, and you can hear him bitch about his marriage tour. So my question this week, I guess, would be if... <laughs> Do you remember the show um, Fight Back with David Horowitz that used to be on ages ago where consumer advocate David Horowitz would um, test out claims from commercials like if it show, if a commercial showed a watch, uh, showed luggage being stomped on by a gorilla, he would somehow replicate that stunt and see if the item in the commercial really could perform that well and uh, he would answer listener complaints about products. I was wondering if you thought a program like that could be on at all today in the current uh, TV marketplace, and if you think there should be one. Also, um, I haven't heard you mention The Soup on this show. I think that's one of the best shows on TV. So I thought I'd throw that out there. And as you can tell, this call was nowhere near as good as the TV <laughs> dinner one. And I apologize. I will try to figure out how to replicate my one shining moment of uh, glory. Uh, it's kind of depressing now that I think of it. I probably won't ever reach those heights again. But um, it's okay. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. That's, um, he is my new favorite caller. I love Jeremy. I think it, it's. He should be a regular caller now. Oh, my. And he could, like, read the phone book, and I'd laugh. Yeah, because I, I think Jeremy doesn't understand that it's not so much the content yeah. of the message, although the TV dinner one was, like, oh, classic. Classic. And you, he's right. You, that one didn't quite top it, although at the end, when he started being depressed about the call, it made it very good. His delivery is, is just... Awesome. Yeah, we wouldn't overlook him plugging another podcast. We, yeah, show. we yeah. didn't even cut him off plugging yeah. another podcast yeah. and uh, whoring stuff out. Yeah. Yes. But uh, it's interesting that his name's Jeremy and he's from Seattle. Jeremy <laughs> Spooker. <laughs> All right, that is, that is, we actually planned that, but that is your that's worst. The one thing we planned. That's the one, the one thing we planned the whole time, and you totally botched it. That was the worst Jeremy spoken I've ever, I've ever heard you do. That was ridiculous. That was supposed to be Pearl Jam. Oh my God. Uh, although you know what, maybe we could have, have a better General Bull Carter from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, let's let's keep working on the Jeremy spoken thing for because then we, we want Jeremy to call back. Yeah, him and George, him and George from the four one five have a uh, a question off. Oh my God, that was the worst impression you've ever done. Oh God. Uh, what was his question? Again? What is this man doing here? <laughs> All right. His, no, question he is, question. his question is: He likes the soup, and do you think a, a I like um, the soup? Yes. A um, a show like Fight Back with David Horowitz oh, could yeah. survive today. I when I was or a kid could, could air today. I liked Fight Back with David yes. Horowitz a lot when I was a kid. Because it was authoritative and yes. solve problems. 
and he was fighting back. Right. Uh, no, it would never work on television these days. Really? Why not? Uh, you'd have to put it on. You'd have to try to syndicate it yeah. on an early fringe before primetime, and I don't think that would work. And there's really not a cable channel that would really would you know? I don't think that would really work. There's not really like a consumer advocate type cable, niche cable channel, so I don't think it would work. I think you'd have to. I don't know. I would like a Michael. Remember Michael Moore's a TV show? Do you think that yes. would work uh, today? Uh, yeah, I, I think something like that could be done. Um, Morgan Spurlock does some stuff for FX, and and I think it that kind of stuff can work if you get it the right if you get the right channel. But uh, we encourage Jeremy to uh, reach for the reach for the skies again. For as oh, I mean, but he's right. Fact. It's just Hall of Fame. That was just a classic. That first one. So uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Do we have any more calls, Manny? Hi, Tim. Uh, I go by East Coast Karen on your blogs. I just wanted to make a comment and see if you had any commentary about the recent Craig Ferguson show with Ringo Starr. I thought it was brilliant myself. Um, I thought it was really gutsy for them to just give the whole show over to Ringo Starr and to Craig sort of indulging what seemed like, you know, a lifelong respect for that musician. And I just loved how Craig just really let loose and enjoyed himself and dropped any kind of you know, late-night professional demeanor or anything like that. Um, I thought it was something that you wouldn't really see on any of the other late-night shows, and uh, I thought it was fantastic that the that the producers let that happen, um, especially after the dust-up with Ringo walking off of Regis for not allowing them to play for more than two and a half minutes. Um, and uh, enjoy reading the blogs. Thanks for keeping us all up to date on what's going on. East Coast Karen is a regular on the blogs and very, very savvy, very smart and wise. Uh, unfortunately, two things here. One, I'm not a fan of uh, Ringo Starr. <laughs> well, I'm not Ooh. a fan of Ringo Starr either. <laughs> oh, you oh. know, don't come easy. <laughs> Are you really going to try? Is this is your last? This is your hail mary to get it back? <laughs> and you chose Ringo Starr. Oh, wow! All right. Well, you know, work on that a second because I'm not quite done here yet. I'm not really a fan of Craig Ferguson's. I know he's a very likable guy, and he's a very likable guy in person. I just don't think the show's very good, so I don't. I just don't think he's funny, so I don't really watch it. Although he's warm and. And nice, and I'm sure he gave over that stuff to Ringo Starr because of the writer strike. Why not? Actually, I think it's a perfect example of uh, of making something up uh, on the fly for for television. Yeah, but he has writers. He has no need to do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, what was the, yeah. what was the point of that? Yeah, I don't know. Ringo but, Starr. Yeah, Ringo Starr. I know. I, I'm just. I, yeah, I'm not a big Ringo Starr fan. So that's uh, you know, were it were it to be Elvis Costello or <laughs> there you go, you know, Rilo Kiley and the whole hour of that, I would have loved that. But. Um, uh, yeah, no offense, but none, neither one of those are my favorites. Hey, Tim, Question Boy, Manny, Benny, other person who may be in the pod cave. This is Ken in Glendale, Arizona, oh. home of Super Bowl XLII, whatever that is in Roman numerals. You guys are begging. I'm just listening to the podcast now. You guys are begging for phone calls, so here you go. Uh, hey, uh, in regards to Dexter... Is this just a writer's strike thing that's being shown on CBS? When the writer's strike is over, will it completely be moving to CBS permanently? And that would be a very bad thing, so I hope you say no. Secondly, Tim, you're good buddies with all the uh, Arrested Development crew, Hurwitz and Bateman and the rest of those people. So can you give one final definitive answer on exactly why it ended. Uh, it was petering out there. We kind of knew it was going to end. And then there was talk that it may go to HBO or Showtime uh, or there may make a movie out of it. Um, and then I heard, you know, through the grapevine on the Internet, possibly from Hurwitz, somebody made a comment about they didn't feel that they could keep up 
the level that they had been going on for two and two plus seasons, uh, which I always think is a lame excuse. If you can do it for two plus seasons, you can keep doing it. So, did it actually get canceled? Uh, did, did did they decide to stop making it? What, what what's the definitive answer? couple of things in Arrested Development. One, it was can- the definitive answer was it was canceled because of low ratings and Fox gave up on it. That's just the fact. They, they would have kept making episodes on Fox had Fox not canceled it for low ratings. But during the negotiations to move it to another network, they did actually have a deal in place at Showtime. Showtime would have gladly taken it, and I wish they would have taken it. But, you know, honestly, there is a tie to what this uh, gentleman said. Mitch Hurwitz thought about the deal at Showtime, and he just thought, you know what, it's just going to be too much effort, because he really broke his back to put a lot of effort in there. That's why you get like five jokes a second on that show, and visual cues, and he worked on, the, on all the stuff to, to make a great DVD product in the back end. And he just was kind of burnt, and he thought that you know, keeping it up and keeping that level, and, and, and when, they had, when they were canceled, they had kind of attained that status of like this kind of legendary status among critics and whatnot, and, and diehard fans. And I think that he just thought it was going to be too much of a burden to try to, to, uh, to redo that. Had, given a chance to sort of like rejuvenate his batteries, he probably would have did it. Now, that said, there is a movie in the work, and I want to just get real pissed, a little pissy right now about, uh, with Jason Bateman. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He decides that he'll tell Kristen from E that, uh, you know, he's heard that the, that the movie is a go if we can get everybody together. And wow. Couldn't drop me. And you're, yeah. You're like his uh, fantasy baseball buddy. And, well, and plus we've been, we've been emailing <clears throat> recently. Yeah. And uh, about uh, hot stove league stuff, and what? What? No one wow. tell me about the Arrested Development movie. Thanks a lot, That's buddy. Weak. Didn't you just also just throw something out to him uh, about his? But his he was in Juno, right? He was in Juno, doing yes, a great he, job in Juno. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know, I hope the Dodgers lose a hundred games now this year. That's doubtful. <laughs> it's true. Giants maybe, but not the yeah, Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. Time for one more quick call. <laughs> we have time for one <laughs> we have more. Once, <laughs> your favorite expression. What is Tom Brady's phone number? Whoa. What did she say? What was that? What is Tom Brady's phone number? Is that what it said, really? Yeah. Came into your line. Wow. So what is it? <laughs> when do I know? She sounded kind of hot, though. <laughs> she sounded kind of drunk. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know Tom Brady's number. I wish I did. Uh, but to, to, <laughs> what the hell was that? To go back one, we beg for the call, and we get the call from the poor guy. Uh, and we don't even answer his question. I forgot to answer the part about Dexter. No, Dexter is not moving permanently to CBS. We did talk earlier about how how Dexter shot alternative scenes so it doesn't have to be edited down that way. But no, they will show uh, season one, episode one, next week on CBS. And uh, if it works, I would assume that they would fill time through the strike with that series. But I don't look for Dexter to be on CBS long term, and they're certainly not going to put any brand new episodes on there. So it was just kind of a strike stunt. And uh, but on the other hand, I hope it works out that Dexter gets more uh, more viewers coming over to Showtime. And I guess uh, we'll work on finding Tom Brady's number. And uh, <laughs> in the meantime, thanks everybody for tuning in. Question yes, boy, thanks keep, for thank keep the calls coming. Great calls this keep week. Keep the calls Fantastic coming. Calls, Excellent yeah. stuff. And you know what? Great work for you. Part the reading for you this week was uh, uh, off the charts. Great. But the impressions. I'm going to work on the voices. You want to give me week. one more, Ringo Starr? Ooh. <laughs> and with that, thank you, Benny, for manning the knobs. We will have a manning the knobs contest to replace Benny at some time soon. <laughs> Details to come. <laughs> Details on how, to what come form that will take on DVTM. And you can call us at one eight 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 SFC Sucker Free City TVTM. Give us a call. 
Angel. This is Ringo still. 